So, hello and welcome to All About the Lens. There are so many different aspects of photography and film, from building lenses and cameras, shooting gorgeous photos and films, to editing and post-production. Thank you for joining us on All About the Lens to see what's happening in the world of cameras. My guest today is Stuart Cook, who has worked for a photographer or worked as a photographer for many years. Stuart, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's jump right into it. Uh, what's your backstory? How did you get introduced to photography? Uh, hey, Trace. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Um, I guess my story starts, uh, I was about 18. Uh, well, I had an uncle who was a photographer, a professional uh, uh, newspaper photographer back in England. And um, so I was inspired a little bit by him. And um, at college, I uh, was introduced to a, pro, you know, kind of a regular photography course. Back then, it was film and editing um, in black and white. Um, showing my age a little there, and um, found a love for it, and just proceeded from there. When I was when I, I, in England, it's a little different school system. I graduated when I was 19, and um, I joined a group uh, called the Kazinga Project, which was just like <laughs> a bunch of um, young guys, and we bought a couple of Land Rovers and drove across Africa. And I was the sort of official, unofficial photographer on that trip. And wow. On that trip, it kind of, uh, that, that sort of solidified the, the, the photography career, yeah, for you. The, okay. the future for me, I think. That's awesome. Well, tell me about some of that trip. What, what did you guys photograph uh, on that? Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a privately funded thing. We, we, we basically just bought a couple of androvers, and just, made, made, got in touch with a, uh, a, a, a national park in, in Uganda, and uh, our uh, our mission was to sort of drive down there and build some huts and, and stuff for rangers. And uh, we went across the Sahara um, through Chad. There was a coup in Chad when we were there. Um, Central African Republic into Zaire, which is now the Congo, um, through the jungles into Uganda. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty. I, I tell you, it's funny. I always look back. I, funny, I was looking back at those pictures a little while ago. and. I could tell young Stuart a lot. <laughs> like a little less sunsets and, and more people would be my, my advice for him. It's like wow. it's kind of uh, annoying sometimes when I look at I look at those pictures, but but it was a great experience and it really you know definitely definitely put me on a you path. did you did all that when you were nineteen nineteen yeah yeah ten wow. twenty well, I, was on the I can't believe that's my age and I, I can't I can't imagine traveling through Africa right now yeah I'm a man yeah I'm a man so. Um, after that, and you solidified your, you know, your love for photography. What what companies did you find yourself working for? Well, um, so when I got back, I had to get a job. So um, again, kind of through my uncle, I got introduced to. Um, and excuse the noise in the background. It's my my dogs were a big animal over here. So uh, um, I got introduced to a, a local newspaper photographer. Uh, sorry, a local newspaper picture editor. Um, his name was Steve Hartley, and. Um, I would just show up um, all the time at the newspaper and just feel like, Steve, give me a job, give me a job, <laughs> you know, I've got anything I can do. And uh, I remember just one day he was he, he was running around, he was kind of a scattered kind of guy, scattered, and, and he's like, Stu, uh, I need some prints made. So uh, I went into the dark room and I made some prints and he really liked them. And they used to do this thing back then called photo sales and you could call the newspaper and buy the pictures from the newspaper and they had like a stack of stuff that needed to be done so he's like do the rest of those wow. and that was like my first week was just printing all wow. these old pictures and stuff and uh, that was it and I kind of worked my way up from the dark room and became a professional photographer with that newspaper then 
um, joined a local news agency, just doing more sort of hard news type type stories. Okay. And um, from there, I got offered a job. Well, I worked with the British newspapers as well in London a little bit, um, and then I got offered a job in in LA. And uh, it said, actually, it's quite funny. It said. Uh, a photographer wanted come walk come work in shorts <laughs> and that's, that's all it said on the ad and I just that, that was enough for you took, yeah and I just called this guy and he was like okay come on <laughs> and I got on a plane okay it was that this was in the you know, mid 90s and it was it was a bit sketch but I did it that's really cool so have you worked for any, any you know companies like National Geographic or anything like that so I uh, no, so after I finished working with that, with that guy, um, I, I became a freelance photographer out, out here. And um, so I hooked up with a group that, called the International Fund for Animal Welfare. And they are probably one of the biggest animal welfare groups that you probably have never heard of. But they're, they're right up there with, um, with the IHS US and all those kind of guys, right? And they do a lot of really major campaigns. Um, on animal welfare. And one of the big ones they did was uh, the seal hunt in Canada and trying to stop the seal hunt, um, which has been going on since the 60s. Wow. And I became sort of one of their official guys um, shooting for them. And I worked on that campaign for about 11 years. Um, and uh, yeah. That's, that's sort of, I mean, so yeah, how I work, I worked for all the major newspapers, I worked with I4, I worked with, I, I mean, yeah, I worked with everyone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so your work's everywhere. Yeah, as a freelancer, you know, I, I've, a lot of people will, will pick one discipline of photography, you mm -hmm. know, it could be set stills or it could be wildlife or whatever, and I've managed to make a career kind of babbling in a bit of everything. Oh, that sounds um, super fun. Get, well, get to try it all out. I like it because it keeps me sharp in so much that I get to do a bit of everything, whether it's a studio shoot with a celebrity or whether it's, you know, going to celebrities' houses or whatever. And then, you know, next week I could have been running around on the ice floes in Canada <laughs> or doing on a red carpet in a suit or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I like that because there's, there really was a good variety of work and it kept me interested in it. That's awesome. Yeah, I get bored. That sounds wonderful. So, so I mean, that kind of explains how, how a normal workday looks like for you, but is there any time? Yeah, there, there isn't a normal workday. No day. Everything's different. Yeah, right? everything's different. It's changed a little bit. I mean, it's changed a little bit in the last few years where, um, uh, you know, I do less newspaper work, and that was the sort of most unpredictable of, of, of any workday. You'd get a call in the morning, and they'd say, hey, we need you in Oregon, and you wow. jump on a plane go to Oregon and say, hey, when am I going back? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> and wow. so those kind of assignments were uh, were a little tricky, to be honest, because we had a young family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, How was that staying uh, away from your family? For Did you have to stay for long periods of time away? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the longest I was away for was about a month. And that was, that's, that's, that's mm -hmm. tough, because my, my wife works too. Yeah. So, um, and she's, she's a producer, so she has she's a high-pressure job too. So Definitely. Um, and so, yeah, it was... Definitely stressful on, on family life, but you know, there was also periods where I wouldn't have any trips and, and that kind of stuff, so it was great. So I was around, you got to spend um, time with the family, yeah, exactly. Right. I was around at home a lot, so, so it, was, it was good. That's wonderful. So, you got a good mix of both, and yeah, that's what I say. I like, you know, I don't think I could have been just a, 
a, a guy that's constantly traveling. I have friends that did that, and I think it's really, I think it's really tough. You yeah. know, you've got to be kind of a, an, an insular, insular sort of person that, that, that enjoys your own company. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's hard to make relationships with those kind of careers. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you've shot everywhere. You shot for news companies and all these different things. Do you shoot in like studios as well, or? You're very rarely. Um, I, I, I'm not a studio guy. I do more location work. So if I do have sort of a corporate or a PR type type job, and let's say, I mean, we live in LA, so inevitably you come around to entertainment, and you're going to work with celebrities and, and um, talent. So I would. Uh, I'll, I'll usually just go to the house or we're on a location or something. I tend to do less studio work. I, when I get a studio gig, I kind of enjoy it. It's kind of fun to get the, the lights out and, and, mm -hmm. and do that kind of thing. You know, it's a bit more of a controlled environment. Yeah, you get to do all the setup and everything. And yeah, yeah, and, and usually my, my gigs, are, there's not usually a budget for like tons of tons of uh, assistance, so it's usually like me and one other person. <laughs> you set it all <laughs> up. Set it all up. <laughs> you know, you're roping in assistants or makeup people to stand in for, for uh, talent. Um, but that's cool too, you know, sort of guerrilla style. Yeah. Work. It's kind of more my, my, so my mode. When you do get to do those studio shoots, are you the one that like gets to put everything where you want it, or you have to go up to someone else to you know get all the stuff in the right place? And no, it, 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 well, like as far as the actual photos. On, on any studio shoots I've done, it's it's the, I've usually been hired because of my creative talents, right? So okay. um, if there is a creative. Um, uh, manager there or, or, or um, the, the, there's usually sorry uh, so prior to the shoot there's usually a whole bunch of meetings and people are working out how they want the images to look and depending on what it's for it's just an advertising shoot they might want it light and bright they might want it dark and moody you know so there's those discussions happen before the actual shoot okay. Yeah, when you get there, there's usually been a plan for how the lighting is going to work, and so when you get there, you know roughly what to do, and then it's just fine-tuning it on the day. Gotcha. And these days, obviously, everything's digital. We can look at the images on the computer right there, and it's all plugged into the computer. But, um, wow. The team are behind you looking at... Every little thing that goes on. Yeah, <laughs> it is literally every little thing. It's like, hey, the model's arm needs to come up. You know, she's not holding the... the the brush right or she's not holding like or whatever she's doing wow. you know, he or she's sweeping a floor in this picture and they're not sweeping correctly <laughs> it's literally sometimes it can be like that but yeah I, I can't believe how all the little things they go through like my, my last show I was uh, a guy who shot for Playboy and he said that every little thing even up to like a, a men's razor in the back to show like you know, masculinity in the in a photo, and it had to be a razor from like the 1900s because it wasn't. There you go. Little things like that. It's, yeah, so it's crazy yeah. to hear that it's like that in every every aspect. Yeah, and, I mean, I I do like I said, I do less studio work because to be honest, that kind, yeah. of stuff kind of bugs me. Yeah, I, was, um, I would see why. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a, a client um, called Zoo, and they they do triathlon equipment, really high end stuff, and and um, we. It was great because I had a lot of creative um, opportunities with them, and we could kind of—they were really open to like fun angles and doing doing weird stuff. But all the talent were real athletes, and and some of them were, were like pro triathlon, Ironman and stuff. Wow! And um, one of the shots they wanted was all about the shoes, and they wanted them running down, but they wanted a low angle shot of the shoe kind of striking the ground as he's running away. And uh, you can see it, see it on, my, on my website, and it, and it looks great in the in the picture. But I couldn't just lay down on the ground and have him 
went by. hit a mark each time, right? It just wasn't going to work. So I designed a, a rig where it's like a upside down monopod, as it were, with a camera on the end of it, wow. looking back up so I could run it along the ground really low. And then I was firing it on a, on a remote trigger on the other end of the pod. So then cool. I had to run along with him. <laughs> and this guy's like, like, he's like a five time guy, <laughs> man. He was like a champion guy. And I had to say, you gotta look like you're really trying. But, but don't, don't really try because yeah. I've got to run alongside you and I'm not like I'm, not, I'm fairly fit but I'm not like a super athlete you know come on yeah. and it was it was hilarious and there's pictures of me doing it and so I'm like sweating <laughs> just like a mess and, you know and, and the kill ratio on that was huge because I couldn't keep I couldn't see what I was shooting so I couldn't get the angles right you know wow. it was, we, we did it for hours it was it was pretty Dang. funny but that was a meticulous thing where they knew the picture they wanted. Just and also, to... the way that the shoe had to strike the ground is very specific in running because mm -hmm. you don't want um, a heel strike, they call it. That's, a, yeah, that's of a bad way to run, right? So you, you want it right on the, on the, the ball of your foot and all that. Foot and then you push off from it. And there's a pro athlete looking at this stuff, so they know. And mm -hmm. Yeah, that was kind of that was meticulous. That, that sounds super cool. So when you're on all these jobs, like all your like when you got to travel and stuff, were you, all your expenses paid for, or did that all come out of your own pocket? I we did nine. I would say ninety percent of my clients cover the expenses. Okay. Um, yeah, I, there's there's a and it works differently in different different things. Um, the editorial work that I that I did, they cover everything. Um, and we used to sometimes there's a payoff with that where they might pay the expenses and they might share the rights and stuff like that it, it's very difficult but, but for example with the i4 work um and we're covering a, a, something like a seal hunt and we were up there for, for weeks on end there's hotels there's obviously there's food when we were um, using helicopters to fly out to the ice so they have to cover helicopters wow um we would have like we call them safety guides but I mean really were just, just other team members I mean there, there was there, there was a lot involved flights to to get to the location so yeah I'm not I'm not covering that that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. but but for some of your smaller works like do you have to do any of that or is yeah I mean um, again really most of most of my stuff I, I, I work for clients that, that cover it I mean oh, that's good. minor incidentals that I, that I take care of and it's not worth worrying about yeah and also I obviously own all my gear, so uh, there's there's an element of high expense in that. Yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. owning all your cameras and everything. So what kind of cameras do you like to shoot with? Uh, so right now, well, I've been a Nikon, Nikon. <laughs> so I've been a Nikon shooter for ever. I can't think. I mean, I did have a little Canon run through. I don't like Canon, so anyway. So I've been a Nikon guy for forever, and um, now. I have time for an upgrade, but I'm using D4S's, uh, a couple of those. I have um, a smaller body, like a, I think it's an 850 as well, and then a bunch of glass. And I also have, I do have a Sony um, mirrorless, which I'm kind of playing around with, playing around with it a little bit because there's a little video element to some of the stuff I do now, and that it's great for the for the video. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, I I'm on the the reason I haven't upgraded my my DSLRs is I'm kind of on that cusp of deciding if I should go the mirrorless route or not. And do you the, do you prefer one over the other? Or? Yeah, right now I still prefer my DSLRs, but that might be because I'm just 
old that's school. All, that's all you've used. All I've ever used is that big sort of heavy bulky camera, and when it's in my hand, I, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like how heavy it all is. Yeah. You know, and it kind of gets, gets tiring. And if I'm shooting, say, a red carpet or something, um, and I have client, you know, I work with a studio, so I'll be on the carpet with the talent, and, and I got these cameras banging around, wearing a suit, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. That's a bit cumbersome. It'd be kind of nice to compact all that. Um, but one of the things we do um, is uh, with those red carpet things, I'll, I'll upload the pictures direct from the camera. So I have a, a small. Wi-Fi unit on the side of the camera, and then I'll just use a, a little, uh, you know, I can use my cloud or, or a hotspot, and the pictures are going straight out as I'm shooting them. Yeah. And then there's an editor, remote editor somewhere, going through those pictures and, and picking out which one, picking out whatever whatever's relevant for uh, for that event. Um, and some of the DSLR, some of the mirrorless have that capability, and some of them don't, and that's actually really important. Yeah. So um, that's one way. That's really one of the things that's just slowing down, okay. making that that jump. Definitely, and and so your photos that you do take when you do send them to your editor or whatever, are any of those photoshopped afterwards, or are they all just put put um, up how you took them? Very rarely am I because still most of my work is would I guess class, be classified as editorial, so very little Photoshop okay. would be done with it. You might. Um, you know, if I've messed it up and it's a little underexposed, overexposed, or whatever, we might tweak that. Okay. Um, an element of cropping is allowed as long as you're not um, cropping out a, a, a key element, a key element of the picture or something to change the narrative of, of the picture. You know, that that would be unethical. Um, but you know, I mean, like something like the zoo thing, which is um, completely. Uh, that's an advertising shoot, you know, for, for the product shoot. That's you can you can tweet that everyone. Yeah, we tweet to, okay. to some extent. Like we, I did one um, with them, and it was well, they call it an under over, and basically you're in the in the water, we're in the ocean, and so it's an element of that triathlon, right? And the guy's swimming, and so the camera you've got half half shot of the body above the water, and then you've got oh, the thing that underneath, right? Cool. And so. Yeah, it's, it's on my site, and then the the wetsuit needed branding, and the, we were in the Pacific, just off Santa Monica, doing it. Wow! And the water was horrible, <laughs> so so we ended up having to add a you know, a little bit of branding and some stuff like that. But that it's there, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was there on the suit, which could you could really see it through the yeah. water we were in. So we just kind of <laughs> tweaked that a little bit. But that's the most of my stuff. I, you won't see too much Photoshop. Okay. And so you said you went to Canada for the iFall thing, yes. shooting the seals. Is that the craziest place you've ever been to, or is there some other cool places that you got to shoot? I would say that the, that's one of the most... I mean, I've been to Alaska. That that was pretty spectacular. We were up there with, um, in with the ice... Uh, with the, actually, with the icebergs, it was pretty... Sorry, with the glaciers, sorry. That was pretty wild. Um, the, the Canadian stuff was amazing because it's uh, an, an area in the Gulf of St. Lawrence that um, there's this huge um, waterway and in the winter it freezes and, and the whole ocean turns to ice and then in the, in the summer it's, it's a regular um, wow. and it is literally a river, it's just an enormous river but it's a, it's a river and a gulf, technically I guess it's not a river. Um, and so that's pretty amazing because you know it's just, just we can actually you, 
that you fly in and then the ice is forming and then it's changing every day and so that's pretty amazing and then we would fly out and land on this stuff and there's I mean crazy stories of, of the, the they call them pans and it's where the ice keeps, keeps breaking up and then crushing back together again and you see these sort of ridge lines where they literally essentially they're, they're sort of big circular pans of ice right wow. some of them are huge I mean they're as big as a football field Dang. and they might flip over in the night they'll come loose and then just literally, literally flip over and there's stories of people being stood on and things moving and wow yeah I mean and I, I mean I fell through once um, just just one leg kind of went through and got, which doesn't sound that dramatic but people die like that I mean, yeah it's sucked under and then they well, get you well that and you just you know you can get hypothermia really quickly and wow. we would wear these ridiculous big romper suits that were kind of <laughs> things to sort of keep you warm and that's wild. That was pretty. I would say it was exotic, but it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I, 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 oh, and I, and I, I did, did some Caribbean stuff as well. So that's oh. pretty exotic, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> what did you do down there? Um, I did a bunch of uh, animal um, things. Um, we, we were doing spay and neuter clinics down there that, that they would go in and do spay and neutering too. There's a lot of you know, stray animal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do that and then the best one which I think is probably the best job of my career was um, I got to swim with humpback whales and photograph humpbacks wow water. that's yeah, always a be- so beautiful sight it was pretty incredible um, there's only two places you can legally do it in the world one is uh, it's Tonga and the other one is Dominican Republic and we went down there we were, we were a week on a on a liverboard boat and swimming with whales every day it was pretty it was pretty special that sounds really cool yeah yeah that was a good one wow um let's see what else we got here um have you has your work ever been featured in like any other notable magazines or anything like that yeah we we swear about this one yeah i mean um um, sounds really really snobby but i'm pretty well published i mean Certainly in the UK, the, the, the newspaper work, I mean, yeah, lots of newspaper work, um, magazine work all over here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, those were the, the, the sort of back in the editorial days. These days, it's I guess it's mainly websites. It's kind of sad in a little way. Yeah. Not seeing. There's still something special about seeing a picture in print with your name under it. That's kind of cool. I kind of miss those days a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, have something you can hold that's has yeah get the front page of a newspaper that's just, you know a national newspaper or something that's pretty special um, multiple newspapers is even better so yeah, uh, um, yeah it's kind of cool stuff definitely definitely alrighty um, is, did you shoot any other big events so this will probably be the last question but like any any like natural disasters or anything like oh, that oh yeah I mean I was um, one of the I was in, I was in the Hurricane Katrina. Um, we went down there really quickly. We were doing animal rescues. Wow. Um, got it done in there, um, and, and I was shooting that. I've done. Um, I mean, from that side of view, I've, I've done hurricanes and, and um, uh, tornadoes in, in in Kansas and stuff like that. Some from a sort of news point of view, and then I would I'd do that, you know, with the animal groups. Um, and we were going to do the animal rescues afterwards. The fires here obviously you know from that point of view and then on the other spectrum event wise you know I've shot pretty much every event in town from you know I, mean, I do the Globes the uh, Grammys the Oscars I've done the Oscars I think 10 times 
Wow. Maybe more, maybe even 15 times now. Um, the big parties that follow them, all that stuff, and then all the yeah, major premieres and all that stuff. Awesome. So, do you want to you want to go ahead and say your email and your website name? Uh, well, my website is it's just my name, Stuart Cook. So it's uh, S T E W A R T C O O K dot com. And, uh, so yeah, so yeah. go check out your website, and we can also plug that on the on the site when we when we post it. But yeah, yeah Stuart, thank you so much uh, again for taking the time to talk with me today. It was that was very interesting, and um, thank you everyone who joined in with us. And I'm Trace Newman. I hope you join me next time on All About the Lens.